A few disclaimers for this episode. This is for entertainment purposes only, and nothing we say should be taken as fact. And a content warning, there are brief mentions of SA, DV, and CA in this episode. Listener discretion is advised. Hermes draw near, and to my prayer incline, in arts gymnastic, and in fraud divine. Dire weapon of the tongue which men revere, be present, Hermes, and thy suppliant here. Welcome to Third Eye Bind, episode 46, Hollywood Cults. No, I'm like really triggered. That's why I'm laughing. Me because too. I'm highly, I'm, yeah. It's how I cope. I'm highly, I have to laugh. highly triggered by uh-huh. the, the topic at hand. The topic at hand. Yeah. As someone who, I think I was in a cult. So mm-hmm. we can talk about that. And not in a fun way. Well, well, welcome. Welcome to Third Eye Bind. <laughs> I'm Laura. And I'm Caitlin. And well, welcome to Third Eye <laughs> Fine. We already said that. It's fine. We said it. And we said it. We meant it. Said it twice. It's twice as nice. <laughs> we're giggly because today we're talking about a very serious episode that is very triggering. And sometimes we get the giggles when we are triggered. We are talking about Hollywood cults. Hollywood cults. Hollywood. There are cults all over the world. Cults. There are cults all over this country. Hollywood. But we decided to cults. zero in. <laughs> On what's happening in our own backyard. And yeah. we probably will giggle a lot through this. And it's not out of disrespect. It's more out of severe anxiety. <laughs> it's more out of severe neurotypical. Uh-huh. Neuro, no, not neurotypical. Like neurodivergent. Yeah, help me. Yeah. Yes. I can't even talk about it. <laughs> neurodivergent reactions to things. But before we get in to the meat and potato. <laughs> <laughs> the pollo con papas. <laughs> Of this episode. <laughs> That's <We> chicken <laughs> and potatoes. That was, That's meat. That was chicken. <laughs> it's good. Thank um, you. We want to thank you for supporting our show and invite you to please like, subscribe. Please offer us a rating if you're listening on Spotify or on or anywhere. podcasts. Yeah, Apple Pods. Wherever it is that you're listening, please rate our show because it helps us get out to more people mm-hmm. who would also think that we are awesome. Yeah. That's something we're working on right now is expanding our reach. So tell a friend word of mouth is the best marketing tool. Word of mouth really is the best. Especially with podcasts. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm constantly like sending my bestie like, you know, different weird spooky to listen to. Totally. And um, yeah, it helps us a lot. It helps us a lot. And if you would like to go that extra mile, you are welcome to support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash third eye bind. Laura's created a really cool holographic set of stickers. Yes. I'll send you a sticker pack eventually. It might take me a few weeks to like figure (laughs) it out. But they'll get there. They will come. (laughs) They'll get there. We are an independently run podcast and we both have full time multiple full-time jobs so your patience is appreciated absolutely <laughs> we also have merch and it's real cute let Do me you show see? this is one of our sweaters third eye bind 
I was so excited to find out we had a crop sweater. Mm-hmm. Like this a hoodie crop. This is exciting to me. And yes. then my fave. We have Sorry, our logo a design. ASMR, a little oh. plastic ASMR. All right. Fancy. Ta-da. It's Hermes. It's our Hermes statue. Right before, like moments before we filmed our first episode, Laura was like, I bought this Hermes statue. I'm going to paint it. Yeah. And she like whipped out a bunch of different purple paints and we mixed painted them together. together and, and we, I thought, how cool would it be to just drip? I don't know. It, and it, it does look fucking cool. And now we have a really cool t-shirt, sweatshirt with Hermes on it. With Laura's headphones because he's listening original, to Third Eye Bind. Third Eye Bind. His own podcast yeah. dedicated to... So there are lots anyway. of amazing ways you can support our show. Yeah. And you, the merch is fun because you get to wear it and then people go, what the is mm-hmm. that? And you go, oh, it's this podcast. It's fun. You should listen. <laughs> you should listen to it sometime. <laughs> Woo. All right. Are we going to do this? Yeah. Let's okay. So. Have mercy. Very. Oh, it's like, chaos. Oh, no. The cards are like, let's get out of here. We don't like it. They just fell on the floor for those of you. Pause. <laughs> Sorry. You're like, I actually have to get up. I actually <laughs> it's okay. Thank you. Hey, we can keep rolling. I it's think all I good. Got them all. Yeah, I would leave it. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Mike. We're like on a ride and locked into our positions Ooh, once we start recording. We really are. It is Ugh. like a roller coaster. I feel like I'm going to visit like relatives I don't want to visit. Yes. Like that's the feeling that's the I have. Feeling. I'm like, I don't want to. What am I going to do when I get home from this? We are here to challenge ourselves, evidently. (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right. Let's see what the cards have to say. Yeah. That would be fun. Fun. That's it. Okay. Please make sense. (laughs) Does it ever not? True. (laughs) What the... What the fuck? <laughs> okay. Okay. What? <laughs> but this actually kind of makes sense a it little bit. It does actually kind it of actually, work. It's starting to sink in for me. Um, we pulled the sun. The sun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the last card I would have thought we would pull for this. The first have thing. Have fun, Caitlin. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Do we justify this one? Let's let's see you bring this back around. Let's, let's do um, it. I have faith in you. Yeah, what's I have faith. funny is actually the first thing that stood out to me before I even noticed that it was the sun is I saw the lyrics around the outside about I'm in heaven mm-hmm. and I have been like oh, balls the song deep. It's called <laughs> Fantasy <laughs> by Mariah Just Carey. A sweet, sweet. Um, but I was like. So Super in like Heaven's Gate realm when I was researching for this show, and so that like immediately struck me when I saw it. I was like, "Oh my god!" Also, the imagery of the card is Mariah looking real happy, and there's butterflies and there's sunflowers, and it's like this illusion, this fantasy. Just about to say, I think I think that's where it's going. I wanted to look at the bottom of the deck, and it makes sense. So Mm -hmm. we pulled the sun, and we pulled justice. Oh. And okay. And the song is perfect too. It's Alanis Morissette. Oh. It's not fair wow. to deny me of the cross I bear that you gave to me. You ought to know. <sighs> so when it comes to the sun, something that I 
have come to understand through my limited time researching cults is that what lures people in is this promise of a better life yeah. and a better world. Yes. Of joy in an existence where pain and violence and oppression are embedded into the systems that we are stuck in. Mm-hmm. And these groups <laughs> invite people to experience an alternative way of living that helps them to escape from the hardships that are very present in our daily realities. The other thing that the sun is making me think of is how these groups, I'm going to say almost always, if not always, revolve around a central person. Yeah. They become the sun. The sun. sun. The center. Mm -hmm. The power source. The prophet. The one who is worshipped by the members. And then it stops being about your life getting better. And it's more about being in servitude to this one central figure who becomes everyone's sun and moon and stars. And so it also makes sense on the bottom of the deck that we have justice because there's so much gaslighting and brainwashing that goes on that when people want to get out, like they are, they don't have the tools. Most people don't even think. Most people don't even know they're in a cult. Most people don't even know they're in a cult. Step one. Yes. No, there's a pride. Step one is to know. And most people don't know. And even if you do find out there's a lack of support, either because they don't have the financial resources or they don't have connection to family Mm -hmm. that stops them from being able to leave. And I think justice also kind of speaks to the picking up the pieces once you're out and having to like put your life back together and figure out who you are. And it's, it's an interesting, that's really actually perfect of cards. It's, it's perfect. And it's also a beautiful example of how there's no good and bad cards Mm -hmm. in the tarot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Any card can fluctuate on any side of the spectrum, yeah. depending on what point. you're reading on. It's a very good point because initially I was like, the sun, that's like a positive it's card. It's the happiest card. It's a happy card, <laughs> but b- underneath the happiest people, organizations, is sometimes real Sinister. darkness. And that facade, that to me, like in this instance, in this reading is, it's a facade. It's the shiny coating Mm -hmm. of the manicure of the cults, Mm -hmm. which is essential to its survival, to a cult survival is the facade, is the PR, is the image Mm -hmm. that outsiders have of it, but more importantly, that the followers Maintain. Maintain. Are forced to maintain. Are forced to maintain. Cults exist at in many different ways and many different levels of mm-hmm. cultism, right? There's more religious cults. Absolutely. Where 
you know, they're following a dogma. They're usually following a central leader Mm -hmm. who has started this cult. And it's sort of pyramid schemes down. Pyramid schemes. MLMs. MLMs are cults. Shopping cults. Mm -hmm. Educational cults. The one that I was in. Mm -hmm. Things that don't even know they're cults or not even trying to be cults. Mm -hmm. Things that are set up like cults, but don't there's, they're more subtle cults where Mm -hmm. you may not even realize that it was a cult until like 10 years later, like me Mm -hmm. and you uncover trauma and abuse that you didn't know you experienced further down the line in your life. And sometimes that you realize right away you're in a cult. And sometimes it takes a long time to realize that. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's interesting that, the same abuses can happen in these very different groups and, mm-hmm. and situations that there's more traditional cults like children of God or whatever. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows that's a cult or there's like, you know, a really intense educational experience. Yeah. That's well, okay. And yeah, it's very inter- <clears throat> it's very nuanced and interesting. I was thinking about you a lot yeah. during the research for this episode because you know our focus is on Hollywood Hollywood, Hollywood cults, mm-hmm. of which there are many. Many, and I was like, "What? Like, why? Why does that happen here?" And California has, for a long time, been a place where people go to get well. Yeah. There's this idealized vision of California as a place to get better. Something about the coast and the warm weather. Uh, What's that song? It never rains in Los Angeles. Sunny. Yeah. Sunny. It's sunny. The sun. The sun. That is very weird, too. That we pulled the sun Mm -hmm. because L.A. is a, you know... It's the sunny Southern California. Yeah. Like California's the sunshine state. Sunshine state. state. Go, well, yeah. Even at the turn of the century, like doctors would prescribe people to, to go to California yeah. Yeah. to get better. And yeah. because of this like mission to discover wellness that's been around for a couple centuries now in this space, it's become like a mecca. A, a mecca for Mm. these like Mm self-actualization self-realization type of cults to make manifest and spread and the other thing is like actors are so susceptible yes to cults yes like so deeply susceptible to even like in 69 um I think that some of the Manson family, like the women, were actresses. Yeah. Well, Charles Manson was a musician. Yeah, a failed musician. Like a failed musician mm-hmm. who was, like, obsessed with the Beatles and, yeah, was kind of, I think, bitter about it and mm-hmm. something, being rejected. And then that was a big part of his thing was, like, performance and mm-hmm. it's creepy. But mm-hmm. I'm sure if if you live in L.A., you know someone, yeah. somebody in that cult was probably a performer or was here to make it yes. and belong. And in L.A., it's a little it's dangerous because there are people that will prey on the fact that that you will do almost anything to make it mm-hmm. to become famous in your craft your big big break break. yeah and that includes like 
acting class teachers. There's acting classes I know of in LA that are like low key cults mm-hmm. that will feed you into some of the larger cults in Hollywood. I think that, that was part of the Nexium thing. Yeah, too. And Nexium, mm-hmm. like Nexium, and the one that rhymes with numerology, yes. which we will not be discussing because it's that scary. So you know, there's mm-hmm. there's some funnels that these there there are uh, like pipelines. Mm-hmm. That are that are, you know, facades that are actually meant to pipe you into yeah. these other cults. Well, even okay, more recently, like one of the not so historical cults is this cult, alleged cult called Seven M, and it's connected to Seven Club S S Club Seven S Club. <laughs> S Club 7. I would join that cult. I would join that uh, cult too. So it's called 7M and it targets TikTok influencers. Oh, people wow. with large audiences, specifically like people who do TikTok dances. I swear to fucking God. Oh, this is the one you we referred to. We kind of to. talked about it. The, I think season the dance one, cult. we talked about yeah. the TikTok dance cult. So okay. they just published something in Rolling Stone this year about them and how they're like finally being exposed for what they really are. And it's <sighs> it's like the hype house, I guess. It's not the hype house, but that might be a cult too. Um, but they're like house wow. where they were keeping some of the dancers and doing some of the filming was in North Hollywood, but it's actually a Santa Ana based christian megachurch oh called like shakina church yeah mike's laughing i wish mike's laugh got picked up by the camera because it's so funny (laughs) um but but, like they've basically like recruit these people and tell them oh we'll manage your career for you and help grow your audience and they take over their social media platforms like they do all the posting for them they take like their passwords they take all their income okay they decide what you're allowed to do who you're allowed to talk to they encourage you to cut off your family oh yeah that's a cult that's a cult that like financial abuse partnered with isolating you from your family of your family outside of the group and like making you move in with them and that's scary. Mm-hmm. And the pastor now is finally by the the girl who was like recruited and people were talking about it in like 2021, I think, or 2022. Uh-huh. She's out now. And so is her oh, boyfriend. Good. And she's like spilling mm. the beans and <laughs> she's accused the pastor of allegedly um essaying her uh-huh. being in a propes. Yeah. Saying he was gonna help crack her back. Mm. Like very gymnast coach. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing so many of these places have in common. Like not just financial abuse, but also yeah. like that kind of yeah. abuse. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty common with if you want to control somebody. It's a good way to break them down. It's a good way to break them down. Mm-hmm. That's interesting that you mentioned the social media aspect of like cults because social media is a thing where we can see how many followers somebody has. We mm-hmm. can see their status and that makes us more, makes it more alluring to us sometimes to follow them. Like, well, there's so many people yeah. that follow this person. Yeah. 
Um, wow. I mean, well, and part of the reason they want to target people with big audiences is that oh, they yeah. already have a captive audience. So then yeah. they can use that platform to evangelize and recruit more. Yeah. Yes. It's just, there's this girl. I just remembered this. There's this girl on TikTok who I don't know. I think she's based out of Chicago, not Hollywood. So I'm going off track a little bit. Wow, Caitlin. But she was recruited into a cult and it was like one of those Christian megachurch type of cults yeah. and the leader, they call him the prophet. And they basically wanted her for her giant platform on YouTube and TikTok. And they took all of her passwords and they like allegedly are forcing her to like record these scripted things and they're doing all the editing mm -hmm. and adding all these like you know passages and stuff on top and then they're all just basically recruitment videos wow. now yeah and it's it's wild how cult behavior is evolving with with technology the technology of our time yeah because back in the day you had to do it old school <laughs> I had to do it old school. You had to do it old school. I was really surprised to see, I guess I wasn't that surprised, but it was just interesting to see it all laid out, how many celebrities grew up in cults. Yeah. Well, it's the, it's the you know, if you're in L.A. or if you're a performer, mm -hmm. if your parents were performers or whatever, yeah. it's that whole. Like your parents were hippies in the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you think about hippies. Mm -hmm. They're very idealistic people. Yeah. And so what's even something that may have been meant to do good. Yeah. Can turn bad. Especially real quick. when there's some sort of narcissistic person who decides yeah. to like become the figurehead. I feel like, yeah, that's definitely a key, mm -hmm. a key uh, trait of a cult leader is they are narcissists. Yeah. Absolutely. I think, I don't think I could, I would be a very good cult leader. I'd be the cult of, um, okay. <laughs> I right. definitely don't have the self-confidence. I don't that. have, I don't have the ego. I don't have the ego to be a cult leader. No, no, but things can turn very quickly People can change. as you know, mm -hmm. with, you know, you putting boundaries up against your clients yeah. who get a little too into you sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, no, no, but how easy for you yes. would it be to just be like, to just okay. say, yeah. And to feed into that. It takes a very special person to say no to that. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's happening a lot in our community. The witchy community. Witchcraft. Yeah. witchcraft. Yeah. I think there's a lot of like idol worship. There's a lot of idol worship. Putting people on pedestals. Yeah, I'm not about that life. No. And uh, it's frightening and it mm -hmm. can be very subtle and especially with the resurgence of something like witchcraft and, and magical practicing mm -hmm. because there's not a lot of set information about it and it's something that's been suppressed and mm -hmm. campaigned against for centuries People want to know. People need knowledge. People want to want information. They want to learn. They want to do all these things all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. And then there, there's people that are willing to fit those bills, mm -hmm. you know, and say, I can teach you this. I now. can teach you this now. I mm -hmm. know this. Follow me. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, can you not do that? <laughs> it's very ugly. That is why Laura and I mostly stay away from. Yeah. Like magical social media. <laughs> yeah. It scares me. Mm hmm. Me too. So did you 
Do you want to talk about some of the cults that are on your mind? Do you want to talk about sure. your own experience? I'll talk about. I will. I'm okay with talking Do you about want me it. To if start you want to with ask... like something silly first. Yeah. Okay. Let's go silly. So let's start with silly, as a little uh, appetizer. <laughs> I like that. So one of the newer Hollywood cults is founded by 90s hunk. <gasps> Andrew Keegan. Andrew Keegan. And it's actually, it's pretty silly at this point. I would, I think at least based on what we know right now, it seems to be not as insidious yeah. as most cults. But it's silly. Like their biggest scandal was that they got busted for selling kombucha without an alcohol license. Ooh. Like, hey, like we said, cults exist in many different in many levels. Different ways. And look, like... Some are silly billies. It's ex- it's it's problematic, hands down. Like, yeah. there's so much misappropriation of Hinduism. Yeah. And, like, you know, mismatching of other cultures. And they talk about, like, praying over water, water crystals for peace in the Middle East. And I'm like, well, at least they're praying for something nice. Right. Uh- <laughs> Yeah, but that that's L.A. That's the it's most L.A. So thing LA. I've ever heard. This is the most L.A. thing ever. Look, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the most L.A. thing ever. This is a sad story. It doesn't end well, but it's funny, okay? A dog got hit by a car on my street, okay? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, no, we were all around the dog trying to figure out how to pick it up because it was a giant Great Dane puppy, Aww. okay? And rest in peace, Gazan, okay? And because um, I did not make it, it's okay. Um, but you know, we're trying, and this woman comes up, and I, shit you not, starts giving it Reiki. The dead dog? <laughs> the almost dead dog, some Reiki. Oh. It wasn't, it, I know it's sad, but like just having a woman come and go, oh, I'm a Reiki healer. Like, I'll that doesn't it. happen anywhere else but here. <laughs> it's the most Los Angeles thing ever. And I, I don't live on, like, a main street. This was yeah. just, like, one of my neighbors. And I was just like, what the f-? I feel like even some of these certification programs are cultish. Yes! You know? Yes! And, like, like Reiki, Reiki, Reiki. Reiki is an authentic ancestral practice from japan but what it's become here is the same thing as like what yoga has yes. become here oh yeah which is like commodified and it's a white lady who's giving you your master certification mm-hmm. i'm a reiki Cringe. master no we like, don't get to do that to asian of, i don't want to be things. a master of anything no no <laughs> See, we don't even call the, word? the big bedroom masters anymore. no we call no. them primaries there's like no. why would you want to call yourself a master because you were Probably very insecure. and like colonial AF. But I think like that obsession with like keep paying this person to get a higher certification and a higher certification so I can ascend and like heal the world and myself is like oh kind of culty too. And it's very LA. It's the that was the most LA thing that's ever happened to me. I couldn't. (laughs) I was like, seriously? You're like not are you even in LA if somebody isn't trying to like offer Reiki? <laughs> oh no, no. I feel bad for actual Reiki practitioners because it's right. that cliche here. It's it's yeah. that cliche to where if I meet someone and they tell me they're a Reiki, a student of Reiki or a Reiki master, and they also the photo that they use on their business card is also their headshot. I'm like, I don't want to know you. <laughs> I don't want to know you. I don't, I am not taking you seriously. Uh, and I'm a f-ing witch. <laughs> I call myself a witch. Red alert. And I'm not taking it seriously. That's, 
it's that's usually <laughs> a red flag here and it's unfortunate yeah, it is unfortunate but it's, the same, it's it's a lot like yoga here kind of like the same with yoga too has become like power core girl boss sweat stretch yeah like, and in traditional yoga like, it's not even about yoga pants and yoga mats no. even you can and the movement is just one part of it yeah like, and there's no whole, like doing the move perfectly is not the goal in yoga it's there that's a whole another episode we do could do feel like those but some it's of true. those like yoga places are cult like no they are like, like the are um being seen the there. hot yoga oh, guy okay. no the but rama this reminds me one of the oh, biggest okay. ones in hollywood it's actually yeah. in venice oh venice rama <laughs> allegedly venice huh. rama kundalini yoga in venice beach oh which do tell okay rama kundalini yoga was founded by katie griggs who rebranded herself as Guru Jagat. That sounds like a white woman. She is a white woman. What? <laughs> she no was, she really like got her leg up by pitching herself as the millennial white feminist version of Guru Bhajan and would adorn Rama Institute with portraits of Guru Bhajan and sat beneath one while she, like, pontificated during her classes. Okay. Who's Guru Bhajan, you ask? Yeah, who is, sorry, who is Guru Bhajan? Who's Guru Bhajan? I want to know. So he's the man credited with bringing Sikhism and yoga to the Western mainstream with a focus on kundalini yoga. Sounds cool, right? Yeah. Wrong. Oh, wrong. (laughs) I was like, that sounds all right to me. Bhajan is was allegedly also a cult leader oh the brand of sikhism that he brought here bared absolutely no resist no resemblance to authentic sikhism oh it was very white centered enforced vegetarian diets which is not a part of sikhism guru worship like there's no guru worship in real sikhism Mm. and he also incorporated yoga which is apparently not part of authentic sikhism either he's also an accused Grapist. Grapist. Of all ages. People of all ages. So this person came from... So And this is who her... Who she is worshipping. Modeling herself after. Right? So we're off to a bad start. Well, he's done something smart by coming to LA or, you know, introducing it to the West. People who love to appropriate and take things. Exactly. Exactly. He knew what he was doing coming here. Yeah, it's very smart. Yeah. And like he would shop in Beverly Hills on Rodeo. He was like a staple there. He had a white Cadillac. And it's because all of these like white people who wanted to be self-actualized and feel more important would pour all of their money into him, into his alleged cults. And it made him very 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 wealthy and Hmm. she's like yeah that's the one print out an eight by ten and put it up right behind give me me. a movie-sized poster of this life-size cutout (laughs) cardboard cutout time okay and that's who she idolized so this is the foundation we're starting on this white woman is obsessed with this guy so Guru Jagat ended up rising to fame because she attracted a lot of wealthy and celebrity clientele. So she was really right. big with like the Brentwood Housewives circuits, the Calabasas Housewives circuits. Yeah. She also had people like allegedly Alicia Keys oh, and like, man. I know, um, other, you know, celebs who were right. hanging out at the Rama Institute right. to get 
their kundalini. Right. Kundalini is like the chanting. Get their kundalini Get on. Get their kundalini on. And she would make them like roll around like logs. Okay. I'm going to say it on the show because she's never going to hear this. But like my old boss would wake up at 4 a.m. every day and go and roll around to like Rama a log? and roll around like a log and chant with her arms up at Rama and then like come wow. to work and treat us like dogs. Poo-poo. <laughs> Okay. And we would go on business trips. Nobody wanted to room with her because A, you shouldn't have to room with your boss. And that's like a fucked up thing we do in the apparel industry. Ew. And B, she would wake up at 4 a.m., open up the windows and, and roll start around fucking like a chanting. <laughs> on, the, on the hotel room floor. Like this is New York. We're jet lagged. We just got here. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but in 2019, so she's like doing her thing. She sells moon juice. In the front oh, of her moon, store. Moon juice is a And I've never, like, I've always felt skeptical of moon juice from the second they opened. And I love some juicy, juicy, okay? It's good juice. I am an Angelino through and through. But it is very And I love LA. me some cold-pressed juice. But there's just something there about is that some, pl- It's also by something. my favorite fub place, Fub Cafe, which moon is juice number is one interesting. Fub. I would love to do more, more research on that. Do you remember that. when Moon I have the Moon Juice cookbook. Somebody stole the crystal from Moon Juice. No. And they like put out a reward and they were like, just so you know, the energy it brings you is oh, going to Jesus be like so bad Christ. because you st-. like It was really funny. Anyway. I mean. <laughs> moon Juice is like on Goop's list. Oh. But they sell Moon Juice at Rama Yoga. She's one of the attendees. Oh, I'm sure. The founder of oh, Moon Juice. Oh, then I don't like them anymore. Yeah. Um, but in 2019, Moon Juice. In 2019, Sorry. former members started to come out anonymously, accusing uh, they were like ex-employees and ex-devotees, accusing the workplace of like harassment and mismanagement of funds. And I remember when this account came out because Michelle of Holisticism, I don't know if you've looked at Holisticism. I don't know. But she's also obsessed with Rama Institute. Like not like participating, Uh investigating. Right. Um, And so when it, this random Instagram account just magically appeared, she was like, oh my God, have you seen this? Oh, And it's called Rama Wrong. And it's still there. Go check it out. (laughs) And it's basically this place where people anonymously were like airing all of their grievances. They were putting like screenshots of the insane abusive text messages. Guru Jaga. I'm going to call her Katie Griggs. No, call her Guru Um, whatever the hell. Guru Jaga. But they were like posting all of the like insane abusive text messages she was sending. Like she was... Bad, like she was a bad person mm-hmm. with a bad heart. Is here preaching to like the Hollywood and Venice Beach elite yeah. about, you know, like self-actualization and being a good person well, and freeing yourself. And she's abusing her Well, employees. we know what a lot of white spiritual awakenings are about. It's about mm-hmm. making yourself feel better about yourself without actually doing the work to change how you treat people. Ta-da! That's exactly it. That's what it does. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. Oh, I did my little kundalini rolling mm-hmm. log today. I can treat my employees like garbage. Yeah. Garbage. And like I can most be a terrible them... person and vote for, you know, okay. Republicans or whatever. Katie Griggs became a part of the spirituality to alt-right pipeline when COVID hit as well. Oh, yeah. Well, Lord forbid we have, you know, vaccinations. Very avidly anti-vax. 
and very like she got into like the conspiracies of covid and like how it's all made up and blah 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 there's a lot of people that get into i've had like i've mentioned this before i had a few friends get in really cute on and weird mm -hmm. it's the spiritual it's just there's Mm -hmm. something something in the air with those things and i i think it's when people aren't like grounded yes in whatever like high on herself yeah they're not you get so up your own yeah. butt that like you can't I think part of it see also the ground. comes I don't from know. <laughs> like not ever actually experiencing any sort of oppression. Yes. Yes. So you kind of have to make it up your own. Yes. Yes. Well, <laughs> in a yes. weird way. And yeah, there's some like, other things that like you want to invent your I want to talk about but they also scare me. Um but <laughs> Then she started to I become talk about it. like a Holocaust and AIDS denier. Okay. Uh, have you seen Rent, bitch? Have you not seen Rent? Because I have. AIDS was real. Many times. AF and awful. Did you not <laughs> listen to Queen? <laughs> Do you not know who Freddie Mercury is? So, Do you not know? It's like really ramping up. All of this stuff oh, is coming out mad. about her. She's getting super aggro in the like, not openly QAnon, but spouting all these things and supporting all of those types of people. Her main confidant and business partner was this man who goes by Hariji Wan, and he's a convicted felon who spent 18 months in federal prison for 2000 in his involvement in one of Yogi Bhajan's telemarketing schemes. So the OG. Oh my God. Then she died. Who died? In 2021. Katie. Katie died? Katie. Yeah. Guru Jagat died. Katie Griggs died. How? Mystery. Oh, goodness. The official story per Rama Institute probably is probably faked that... her death. <laughs> See? Okay. The official story is that Jagat died of a pulmonary embolism following an ankle surgery. And this was right after she had just posted an Instagram of herself coming out of a gold elevator shooting one of those uh, money guns. Spraying money, spraying oh, okay. money. That was like her last post and then dead. Okay. What a way to go out. Right. But everyone outside of the circle thinks that either it was a drug overdose. Yeah. It was COVID. Because huh. it was bef- right before the vaccines were available, were available uh-huh. right? They were still all talking about it. Yeah. Or if, if they were against any sort of help, that would make mm-hmm. sense. Or uh, that she faked her own death to avoid the cancel campaign. Yeah. Crazy, right? People tend to leave the country when they're, uh, oh, we're going to relocate to a different spot. And it's still going. It's yeah. still open. They still yeah. have classes. It's so tempting to start a cult. I would be so rich. So tempting. But I, I couldn't do that. I couldn't get past the hurting people and the... The ego for me is probably the biggest thing. Like the abuse is the wild. abuse and the just taking advantage of people and trying to. I'll talk about something that I've researched mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, Playboy. Mm. Playboy is one of those things I was talking about where it's like not obviously a cult, but mm-hmm. is cult esque and cult like. Because Hugh Hefner was someone who started a magazine, mm-hmm. preached female empowerment, sexual freedom, while at the same time allowing, allegedly allowing underage abuse, 
essay, mm-hmm. grape, many grapes to go yeah. on behind the scenes in the mansion, behind closed doors, surveilling like everyone that lived there. Yeah, that part's creepy. It's creepy. Mm-hmm. And and they all had like curfews. Yes, and- they have cur- controlling, domineering, not empowering women, but the facade is Oh, well, this is this, but, Mm -hmm. and it's so sad because what these women were promised and lured in by was like, you'll be famous, you'll be rich, look at how you're going to be free, like you just like, and there's nothing wrong with being naked and being a woman and being a sex worker or anything. Then no. not saying they were sex workers, but some of them may have, cho- whatever, yeah, alleged all, but the fact that these things get swept under these illegal mm-hmm. behaviors get swept under the rug. And then years later, there's these women who were around in the seventies, eighties, whatever, and beyond going, Oh, that was a cult. Even like, okay. Holly he was Madison evil. Holly Madison. Yes. About it. And people don't believe them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't believe her. They were like, well, you, you know, she's saying, she experienced Stockholm syndrome, which is a real thing. They're like, well, you loved Hef, blah, blah, blah. But like, that was she on was camera. So young, she yeah. was young. These people are groomed. And then mm-hmm. when they actually need support, they're discarded. They just don't. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a prevalent theme in with these cults or cult-like institutions like Playboy is the lack of resources to help the members when they actually need help. And that's something that I experienced in my (laughs) theater conservatory cult. Mm -hmm. And the thing about like Playboy and these like cult-esque institutions is that people have different experiences with them. Yeah. Not everyone that I went to school with would agree that it was a cult Mm -hmm. or cult-like or abusive there are people i have talked to that have gone to this institution that agree with me mm-hmm. and that had some of the same experience and abuse by the same people that i did mm-hmm. and i didn't experience actual abuse by anything having to do with the institution um but the mentality left me vulnerable to experience that in relationships mm-hmm. And things like that. So that's a byproduct. But people have different experiences. I think that's really important because I definitely know a few people who have, like, posed for Playboy or have gone to parties at Playboy and have had really wonderful experiences. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that the other thing can't be true. Yes. It doesn't erase Mm -hmm. the experiences of other people just because you didn't have that experience with a person, with an institution, with whatever, with whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's people are complex. Institutions are complex. Mm -hmm. And they're not all good and they're not all bad. Yeah. Well, even like with Rama, how they're still going. Some are all bad. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. But I'm sure, you know, people take, I'm the sure the celebrities they, yeah. didn't have bad experiences, oh, right? No. Because they're, they have they're the access VIPs. to resource. They have, they're the VIPs. The VIPs at right? the Playmore Mansion had a great time. Exactly. But it's the people who work there 
who are schlepping to Venice Beach from their apartment in K-Town for less than minimum wage and don't have any family in LA. Like those are the people that get taken advantage of and who don't have any other way out. And I think that that does go back to like your experience and why so many actors are drawn into cults like Nexium or like other things like that is because people come here with this idea of getting to do a thing and they have no support system no. at all. And the thing that you're doing when you're becoming an actor or training intensely in a conservatory that's a very intense environment, mm-hmm. 24-7, you're be- all the things that cults have, these things have. We were isolated from our friends and family because of time. Mm-hmm. I was literally in this institution for two years nearly 24 seven because I was, it would be nine to five. And then I would have rehearsal from like six thirty to 11 PM. And then I would get up and do it again, go to school and perform in the shows for free, uh, for two years straight. And during the summer and everything, and you're with the same people, the same teachers, you're being broken down emotionally. It's the same thing as a cult mm-hmm. and acting like we talked about in performance, acting, magic, there's there's things that are, they make you vulnerable, right? They, acting, at least the way that the My Institution was set up, you have to become open and become, I remember crying, like, I wasn't, not everyone is ready to do that. I was not ready or mentally prepared to do that because you're using your pain, you're using your trauma to to identify with these different characters. And there's different methods of acting where you don't do that, but most of them it's like use what you have. Like let's let's uh let's get deep in that trauma and, and find something that works for this messed up like Blanche Dubois. Oh yeah, let's uh, you know, use your your abandonment issues for that, you know, like these things it's a really beautiful art form, but I think the some institutions need to have mental health support. Students need to be in therapy while they're doing these things Especially because it's for real serious. To, it, to like tap into tap your into trauma. your trauma. It's a lot of, and you're doing it for, and the, the 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 peak at the pyramid is the work, the show. It's theater, you know, it's like the show is the only thing that matters and everything else needs to be put aside. And that's how it is in the industry. And if you don't conform to that, you won't make it. Mm-hmm. That's literally what it's literally two years of that. Shit. And, and, you know, not to com- completely compare this to like military training, but it's militaristic in the min- the way that they conditioned you mentally to conform and to literally there was, there's this um, workshop exercise called Suzuki. And the idea of it is to perform, ta- perform movements and tasks that are impossible. But the idea is to do it with, to do it as a group repetitively, to try and attain the perfection, to try and like move in a way that's you're you're striving for to make something that you can't do perfectly perfect. And it's very militant and it's meant to, yeah, when you're in a group number, you're gonna be on time. You're gonna be aware of the you're you're working as a unit, right? And it's like, I did shit like that. And I was like completely bought into it. 
without any disclaimers of like, now, by the way, this is where this comes from and this is why it's helpful, but also know that this is just an exercise and blah, blah, blah. And there was absolutely, I think with a lot of, when I was talking about like Playboy and like, like exit strategies for people and support for people. Like if you're in an institution, like a educational institution or like a fraternity or sorority, I've never been in those, so I don't know. But um, I know from my experience, there was no course on, okay, and now you're out of the school and now what? There's, there was nothing. It was just like, I left after two years of this training with no, emotional support, no direction, no cool down period. Mm -hmm. Like when you go for a run, you need to do a lap where you like cool down or else mm -hmm. things are very jarring. Mm -hmm. The outside wor world is jarring. You're no longer doing fun, whimsical shit 24 seven. You're no longer, you're like this open wound and you mm -hmm. have to just go back to like real life. And that was completely messed me up. Mm -hmm. And that's in retrospect, me seeing this like 12 years later. Mm -hmm. So yes, Playboy, theater institutions, art classes, whatever are not inherently bad, but it's like when people have negative experiences with them, like Playboy, you have to listen and adjust and offer things that you maybe didn't before. You don't silence people. You don't, you can't do that to people. That's how you remain like. Complicit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with offering some mental health or training your teachers to be aware of Trauma when they're informed. emotionally abusing yeah. people. Because but I was emotionally will... abused by a choreographer there for yeah. two years. You can't just treat people like shit anymore. And I love, I'm grateful for that. Mm -hmm. And that was not that long ago. Like, yeah. and we've come so far as a society, especially lately with some people that are actually being convicted for things that you don't get sentences for usually. I know. Usually don't even get to trial. Yeah. Believing survivors. I don't really give a shit how many men are held accountable for things. I don't care. I'm not really worried about them being canceled. They're scared because they're being called out. Mm -hmm. And people that are abusive need to be called out, if for nothing else, for them to learn something and to change. Mm -hmm. I don't really, like, the things I experienced and what so many other people have experienced and what marginalized communities have experienced, like, people actually are starting to give a shit we have to believe these people we have to because and we can't go oh well you know they were my friend and they never did it to me like that doesn't mean that it didn't happen yeah if you had a good experience at the school i went to that doesn't mean it didn't happen you know we're looking at you ashton and mila yeah <laughs> yeah no it's a very it's a very good topic and, you know, if you were a part of Playboy and you had a great experience, that doesn't mean all this other stuff didn't happen. Yeah. And I just think we're in a time when, like, people are actually listening and consequences are actually being dealt. And I think that's a really good thing. I'm honestly shocked that Danny Masterson got convicted. I am, too. I am shocked. Shocked. 
like pleasantly shocked don't get me wrong because i'm gonna the things that he was accused of doing happened in 2017 but like i was out partying in hollywood in 2009 and people like girls in the club were warning each other at cinespace like don't talk to him yeah don't talk to him he's dangerous don't talk to him because we used to go to like dim mac tuesdays yeah um so you know that those women that came forward, yeah, there's so many more. Aren't the first ones. There's so many there's more. So many more. There's so many more. And, and that's that like cult of Hollywood of like a, it's of like a, celebrity worship. Yeah, celebrity worship. It's part of it. They all protect each other. Yeah, and, institutions protect mm-hmm. their members exactly and course Mm -hmm. perhaps people into offering letters of support Mm -hmm. or not i don't know like gossip i think is so important you know like gossip gets really (laughs) uh, gemini thing i know (laughs) no it's true though we keep each other safe that's how (laughs) femmes women whatever Mm -hmm. keep each other safe Mm -hmm. and because that's why i think that's where it probably it's like that that movie women talking yeah Hello. It's how we keep each other safe. They needed to talk about the abuse that was going on. Otherwise, it would just keep happening. Like in the hen house or whatever. (laughs) Like, seriously. Yeah. And look, some stuff, yeah, rumors, rumors. But some stuff. But sometimes hearing those rumors is going to protect you. Save somebody's life. Exactly. Because the victims of these, these cults and these SAers and these, these, predators Mm -hmm. it affects your life not only like oh it happened okay bye like it's ptsd it's Mm -hmm. forever and and it's pretty awful to live with that kind of trauma and have to do that kind of work because it is work to undo that and that's if you don't do that okay if you don't work with on your trauma in a healthy way that can help you heal and you go to kundalini city or whatever and start taking these love and light bullshit classes that just mask over it Mm -hmm. we don't we don't talk about that we don't we just you know it's all about positive your low vibration Mm -hmm. if you talk about or deal with your trauma or cry Mm -hmm. that's why love and light is dangerous Mm -hmm. because you will then, like your boss, go treat someone else like shit the rest of the day and not even and, like, and treat not, yourself like shit and treat too. yourself like yeah. and just be a terrible person, but convince yourself somehow that you're not because you're, you know, rolling like a log on the grass. Right. I don't know, <laughs> which there's nothing wrong with rolling. I did a lot no, that's of that. Fun. Love that. Fun, but yeah, it's well, and it also leaves you susceptible to falling into these things again like that podcast i was listening to it's called um what's it called i'm gonna shut them out it's called trust us don't trust us trust Trust me trust me it's called trust me trust me and they were talking to they were interviewing somebody who was in Children of God Mm -hmm. as a child with her parents and her mom and her grandma got them out and had some really horrific experiences by age six. 
and did not have, you know, she was able to get out and she had family who could take care of her and her mom, which is great. But she also just didn't have, it was, you know, what, the early 90s? Like we just, back then therapy was still a punchline. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was Uh still a joke and you're real crazy if you go to therapy. It's like, we're all, we all need it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But she didn't have that kind of support and she ended up being one of the people who got sucked into Nexium later. Yeah. And I think, you know, a big, part when we have these holes in us and she said it was such a culture shock going from children of God to like having to be in the United States and go to normal school. And she's like, I I didn't know what to do with myself. And so then we seek out something to fill that hole, something familiar. Exactly. And we end up in places that abuse us all over again Mm. when we don't have like the help that we need. Yeah. And it sucks because it's not like, mental health care is readily available in the or United free, States or, or free or care in general is not free. Here. No, <laughs> no. Yeah. And I, I wonder if sad. that's part of the reason cults thrive so much here too. Yes. Is that like, we don't really have any way to help ourselves. Yeah, no, we need these shiny mm-hmm. window displays to, they draw us in because there's, mm-hmm. our country does not take care of its people Mm-mm. at all. Mm-mm. And people are hurting and they're sick literally or mentally and need guidance. And the seeing the sun would be pretty attractive when you're like just in complete darkness. Especially if like you've grown up in like conservative Christianity. And so then you like come out of it and you're like, I'm going to California. (laughs) And like you get here and you're like, oh, this thing that was was harmful, but offered me some sort of structure is gone. And now I'm free falling. So I need to just Mm -hmm. find something that offers me structure and support Mm -hmm. again. Mm -hmm. But like you said, we go to what's familiar. So we end up somewhere that abuses us in different ways or by different names by different names but the same ways yeah yeah it's which i think is why it's important like we talk about to create your own structures within yourself Mm -hmm. before you um interact this is more about like witchcraft and spirituality and magical practicing but like you have to have a grounded sense and like a foundation Mm -hmm of who you are, what you're about, get some boundaries right, get your structure of your house of cards or your, you know, whatever visual you want. You have to, like, you have to, God, I'm so emotional. You have to reinforce that for yourself and trust yourself before you work with somebody else or let other people into that because it's a very predatory space now. And I had my entire life to... for myself to myself to do this for myself and you had your entire life of like a very beautiful cultural family lineage to like know yourself and that's why we're able to not like fall prey to to these things because it's so important Mm -hmm. now especially you know it's just it's yeah i think so many people you know i was watching a tiktok about they were talking about uh how gen z and whoever comes after them there's this <laughs> i don't know what? letters z is it backwards or forwards are they a <laughs> gen a let's just start over um but 
our the culture of our country is making young people like turn to nihilism yeah because we're existing in climate crisis we're existing in a time where there's there is no financial stability there is no home stability there is no like care that is promised to us that we need um late stage capitalism makes everything so expensive and unattainable and so it's and so many young people are turning away from their parents more conservative christian yeah uh foundations right and so if you but but humans need something to believe in humans need something to believe in like even if it's the belief of nothing exactly like atheism exactly we need something to subscribe to Mm -hmm. to help us i don't know it's part of exactly it is it's our natural instinct truly it's a natural part of who we are the same way drinking water and eating food is and there's this fear that like kids are going to like fall into this like era of nihilism and just like being super pessimistic and like ready for the world to end. But what I think is going to happen, like, yes. And (laughs) yes. And I think more and more young people are going to become susceptible to cults and like false prophets and people who say like, I know it all. Yeah. Come to me. I know it all. I know exactly what you're going through. Let me take you at your most vulnerable. Tell me all of your secrets and I will tell you the secrets to like living well. And something that I've noticed over the years in my practice is that sometimes I'll have clients sit with me and they get really frustrated when they find out that meeting their spirit guides, getting to know their ancestors, engaging in espiritismo is not an instant fix for their life. It's literally like a lifelong commitment to a relationship that doesn't make all the hard times disappear. It just helps you navigate through them better and feel a little bit better about yourself and the future as you're doing it. And it gives you permission to dream big, which is all really great, but it's not instant gratification. It takes effort and time. And like, there are people who are looking for, but how do I fix me now? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, baby, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how to fix you now. How do I feel fulfilled? Yeah. Is a, is a problem. And, and you know what my practice offers is lots of little things Mm -hmm. that grow into big things that help you in bigger ways. But if we're not ready to commit to all the small stuff and we're just waiting for the like snake Mm. oil salesman to come through, that's how we end up getting. Yeah. And I, I fear for like these younger generations because I say it all the time, like we're in the age of Amazon Prime and we're so used to things happening so fast. Netflix on demand. Yeah. You don't even have to wait for it in the mail. It's wild. <laughs> like, so no, I know. it has to be so much harder for them to even fathom like committing to a spiritual practice that would actually help them <sighs> rather than extort and exploit them. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Because like, especially with a practice like magic, a magical lifestyle mm-hmm. takes takes not even time. It takes attention. Mm-hmm. It does take time, but attention. It is, takes yeah. attention and focus. Mm-hmm. And those are two things that are being stolen from us on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. 
And yes, and to what you were saying, I was thinking about being in a nihilistic state, which we are in. What else does that do? If you're in such a low state and you're so sad and you're so just whatever, apathetic, a cult might look real good, Mm -hmm. but also a love and light might look real good. Exactly. Why, Mm -hmm. when you don't have the bandwidth to work on yourself or to, I'm not defending love and light people, but I'm saying everyone's different and everyone has a different experience. And sometimes I think people don't have the energy or they're not in a place because of like late stage capitalism and stuff to even have the notion to do the work of the shadow or whatever you want to call it to truly help themselves. But then, so all these love and light, like high vibrational and it's okay. This is not just to like think positive, like thinking positive is nice. Yeah. Positivity is nice. I'm in my toxic positivity era. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We like, we I like a little delusion on my cupcakes. Sprinkle it on. I think we, I think we all need some of that. And, and for me to say that, cause I'm a very realistic person. I'm saying a lot. I'm like, give me, yeah, I'm going to smoke. I'm going to smoke a cigarette. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to have that bottle of wine, like whatever. I'm, I'm into little pleasures that may not be the best for me, but you know, I think that's why people go to these like, like the teal swans and the people like that, where it's, I know people that follow that. And I'm like, it gives them power. Mm -hmm. It gives them like an illusion of, of self. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes that's what people maybe need or want, but the bigger picture of light, love and light in those, I think it's why people don't respond very well when I'm like, but love and light is toxic, but you shouldn't use you know, like you're not like uh, you shouldn't appropriate Native American things, <laughs> but it's like this. Mm-hmm. I can't really explain it. Like they're they're related. Like it's like when you get into when you yeah, get into that headspace, it's like that's a whole other kind of delusion. <laughs> when you get into this love and light headspace, you're taught to like suppress not only your low vibrational mm-hmm. whatevers, but also everyone the else low did. vibrations of our country's history, yeah, which yeah. is built on murder mm-hmm. and genocide. That's a fact. Yeah. And indentured servitude. Yeah. That is a fact. Yeah. And that gets overlooked. And then that affects other things. And it's like mm-hmm. this water, it's where the love and light thing is very, yes, thinking positively, Sprinkling like, a delusional cup, having a delusional cupcake. We have to be cupcake. delusional to, cute, to survive. To survive. Yes. This is a survival yes. mechanism because we see the world around yes. us. We accept <laughs> yeah. the world around us. We, we're all dealing with the same. <laughs> we are very aware. Kind of stuff. <laughs> but so it's we have like. we in our little yes, pixie yes. castles in the sky in our minds. But there's extremes. <laughs> there are extremes yeah. to that way of thinking that. We're in delusion, exists. not denial. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Delusion and denial are different things. Mm-hmm. Delusion is like the back of your mind. You, everything's uh, fine. That meme of the but you know deep down fine. what's going on. But denial is like a hard no, a mm-hmm. hard that didn't happen. AIDS didn't happen. The Holocaust didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Native Americans 
deserved it. I don't know what people whatever think. The, whatever delusional like yeah. So there's like this landslide of things that happen. You know, it's just mm-hmm. it's a giant cult. It's like a it's like a cult like the cult of patriotism. Min- yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. cults of American nationalism. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's a giant it's a giant cult that mm-hmm. it it just, really it's is just a whole the indoctrination, blanket. the brainwashing, that too. passing it on to the generation. That too is a cult. Like it goes back to what we were talking about in our performance episode yeah. and how like media is a part of the brainwashing. School education again, yes. like in a different way. But it is. But it, it is. makes you a productive public education private society. Edu- I wasn't taught mm-hmm. about how awful the genocide was. It's very glossed over. It's like, well, let's learn about the tribes and like what they did. And at least we learned about that. But we were taught in Catholic school that the native, the the indigenous people wanted wanted jobs. They wanted jobs. They They wanted wanted, jobs. They they welcomed us with Uh corn. (laughs) And they wanted to work on the mission. Yeah, they liked, Uh I grew up near La Purisima, which is an awful mission in in, uh, Lompoc, California. Mm -hmm. And we would go there on f-ing, yeah uh, school trips. Did you? And have we to would build... learn how to make masa and shit. And I'm like, what? Did you have to build a mission? Oh yeah, yeah. we built missions. Mm-hmm. We built them. We had to build them. Mm-hmm. We went to them on a regular basis, and it was just like, look how cool life was here. Look, there's teepees. Like everyone was so happy. Meanwhile, there are. There are bodies buried yeah. of these people, and we're just walking around like it's nothing. Yeah. It's bodies disgusting. Under the parking lot. Yeah. Sorry, I'm yelling. It's dis- it's. But that's it's exactly absolutely it. it's part of the cult of, and that's all across the nationalism. country. Nationalism. Yep, American nationalism. And to go back, what you talk about? No wonder everything's Rewrite haunted. History. Yeah, <laughs> that's why everything is haunted. Everything literally. is haunted. <laughs> everything no wonder. Haunted. No wonder. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I yelled, I got mad. But even, okay, like, after 9-11, like, country music switched from being outlaw music to being, yeah. like, the yeah. favorite son of yeah. Yeah. the Confederacy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it all became part of that brainwashing machine. Yeah. It so stopped that's being a whole like, topic. Yes. I killed a cop on my way to Fresno, yeah. drank a beer, and mm-hmm. hid the gun under Body my mom's <laughs> pillow. Like, <laughs> it's to like, let's like, make the border I'll put a stronger. Boot in your ass, it's the American yeah. way. Like, what? It's very Team fuck? America World, please. <laughs> but it is, like, this country is a cult and a death cult at that. Yeah. Like, we sacrifice people in this cult on a daily basis to the state, and it's fucked up. Oh, we... Man, there's a whole... There's a whole another... back here. <laughs> no, it's true. The capitalism mm-hmm. and the... What are we even talking about? Cults? Cults oh, of well, I mean, that's real. That's just real. That's yeah. just... And anything else is denial. Yeah. Anything else is denial. Anything else is yeah. denial. You can be delusional, but you can't be in denial. No. No. Okay. Yeah. Unrelated. Uh, good. But the new Hollywood topic. cults. <laughs> Is there another fun one we can talk about? I'm like, real I guess mad. it's kind of fun. I'm really so angry. I don't know 
if it's technically a cult yet, but this like fascination of celebrity megachurch pastors (laughs) and how they are like the new evangelicals. Like Kanye? Like it used to be like Kanye hangs out with one of them. Oh. So like there's the guy from Hillsong, Carl Lentz. It's the Chris Pratt one, right? Uh Uh-huh. Alleged. Uh, here, wait. I have all their names somewhere. Oh, cool. I have so many links. You open. mean like when, when, uh, when celebrities like kick it at these places and then they come become popular? So the dudes become popular and then people like pour so much money oh, yeah, 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 yeah. into these churches and then these yeah. pastors end up living these really lavish like lavish yeah. lifestyles. Oh, they're like celebrities. They're all in of like the celebrities. all the new like they're flying right they're, literally they're like in private it's like jets. in sync concerts and literally shit. Yeah. yes yeah. and they're in like the new yeezys yeah. and yeah. they all wear like streetwear expensive streetwear like off-white to church that's a very la kind and of then thing too celebrities become the new faces of promoting yeah. evangelical christianity yeah. right it used to be like you turn on the TV oh, yeah. <laughs> early on a Sunday yeah. and you would see like Jim Bob or, yeah, some or yeah. Shamblin, whatever their name was. And the woman has the big hair and yeah. they're like, thank you for tuning in yeah, with thank the you Lord. For tuning in to Send your money to the Lord. Send your money to one 800 third I buy. We should make a promo like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness. Just like, <laughs> like do fake. our hair really big. Oh, can I do like Tammy Faye? Like, exactly. Just... We'll both be like Tammy Faye, like full drag. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> Oh, can I be the man drag? You oh be my god, absolutely! I love a male drag. Yes, let's do it. Okay, coming soon. Uh, but and that used Lord, to be oh, how yeah, Jethro is going to be my name. They'd collect, and now it's people like the Kardashians, <laughs> who and Justin Bieber are they in a church and Haley. Be- yeah, so the oh, Kardashians are a part of one of those big churches too. They're part of zoe church okay is it a, is it a bad church is it a good church it's is it another a one of church? those weird christian mega churches okay. that allegedly allegedly does gay conversion therapy allegedly allegedly it's been denied by the leaders okay but some ex-members say that this is something that happens there. And Zoe Church is like the hot one right now. Okay. And so like all of these celebrities post about these churches and like post quotes from their pastors and they're on the phone with their pastors all the time, mm. post pictures with their pastors. So then they're doing promo. People who don't have that kind of money show up and start paying tithings to get to spend time there and hope to catch a glimpse of the beebs. And <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know how controlling over their lives these places are, but right. it's definitely there's definitely something interesting in this yeah. trend of like the new evangelicals yeah. being Let's reality see, it, stars. Yeah, and- <laughs> it seems like the difference between a cult and a church is maybe the freedom that people are given majorly. Because in a church you can come and go, but you can in a come cult, and go as you please. But in a cult you there's cannot. no self agency. Way more restrictions, mm-hmm. and yeah. they sell you on the idea of how you get to have power and you get to be free. Yeah. But when you get there, yeah. you don't get to do anything yeah. for yourself. You no. don't have to think for yourself, dress for yourself, eat when you want to eat. And then there's a lot of the uh, um, blackmailing and the collection of mm-hmm. confessions yeah. and and like Nexium had like like mm-hmm. naked pictures of people. Yes, that they were ha- they had to send mm-hmm. when they joined. Yeah, that was part of the sign up. Yeah, 
And then like, the, here's, here, give me your, like, yeah. you know, you're pledging your, I don't and know. And apparently, like, Voldemort has lots of tape. Like, there's <laughs> recordings of yeah. tapes of people's confessions. Yeah. And it also, that also reminds me of your experience of, like, having to tap into your traumas and be present with your traumas in order to perform well for the show. It's like, yeah. you have to offer up your trauma as part of well, the tithing as well. really f***ing weird about theater it, it, it there's there were signs on the doors all the classroom doors that were like leave leave everything outside leave your outside drama leave your but also use all your trauma like it, it didn't make sense it doesn't make any sense basically like let's not the focus is the room mm -hmm. the sacredness of the stage and that's <laughs> a fucking cult <laughs> hey I can I can do a tap number like no one's business, <laughs> but I gotta go to therapy now. <laughs> I know Shapoopy from. I had to go. Okay, I had to perform a dance number called Shapoopy from the Music Man. It's that Act One closer or the Act Two opener. I forgot. After my stepfather's dad died, I found out I was a f understudy in a swing, which is the most ridiculous job ever. To be a swing, you have to learn six different people's tracks and be able to do them like that. And I could. It and was insane. You were paying Gee, them for that. I they wonder why you. I feel like I have to do everything. And if I don't do enough work in a day, I don't deserve to rest. Yeah. I'm mm -hmm. looking at you. Mm -hmm. Bunk theater training. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying all theater training is like this. I'm saying this was my experience. Mm -hmm. It that's wouldn't messed surprise up. me if a lot of them are like this. And that's it why I'm like me. that. Mm -hmm. It's not because I'm just like that. It's because the the standard of perfectionism was placed upon me for two years straight every day of my damn life. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> it's crazy. And it's um, it's... I feel like sometimes folks want to discount survivors who haven't been in as long. Yeah. But like that was two years of your life for when a I was lifetime, 22, a lifetime <laughs> of having to work to heal from it. Yeah. Like that it's, was it's forever. Imagine what people go through that, you know, are in cults where they're like assaulted mm -hmm. physically and, you know, what I went through in comparison, I don't like to compare pain and I've tried not to do that because I do downplay my own pain and, and trauma. But in I do understand that it was a very, it was a short amount of time, but look how messed up it made me just from that mm -hmm. amount of time. I'm imagining and empathizing. It doesn't take much. It doesn't take much To time. traumatize somebody. No. Once you're in. Repeated behavior where you're being abused in front of a whole room of people and no one stands up for you. Mm -hmm. That'll do something to you. Mm -hmm. That's in by someone in a position of power. Yeah, mm -hmm. that'll that'll do it. It's forever damage, even if you're only there for a short time and told and not feel the need or encouraged to speak out about it. Mm -hmm. And if you do, you're going to get blackballed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you'll never work again. You'll never work. You'll again. never work in this town. I'm going to ramble off just some of the Please historic, do. some of the historic Los Angeles cults. Ooh. So, of course, we have the Manson family. Yes. If you know, you know. Uh, 
I recently watched like a weird Quentin Tarantino movie only because my husband was watching it. I don't like watching things that are violent. Um, but it was like a rewrite of what could have happened that night if oh, like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah that yeah. one. Yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> I like that the dog attacks everybody. Me too. Was, I actually enjoyed I that. I thought it was kind of yeah. good. And then she ends up living. Yeah, and, she ends up living. Yeah. Oh, I love her. Rip. I thought that was kind of cool. That movie is Sharon Tate problematic forever. in other ways, but yes. So many ways. But so many Sharon ways. Sharon Tate forever. But, but that was nice. Um, Jim Jones and the People's Temple. Oh, yeah. Which, who are the origin of drinking the Kool-Aid. Literally. Literally. And apparently, like many cults, this started on the idea of creating racial harmony, agricultural utopia, um, communal living. But Jim Jones was an addict. Yeah. And spiraled real hard. Spiraled real hard. To the detriment of all. All. Yeah. Uh, The Source family. Oh. So... The Source family is apparently less sinister than a lot of the other groups, but it was... A, look at these people. Oh, they look nice. They look like they're going to a wedding. Don't they look like they're going to a wedding? Everybody's dressed up, mostly white, all long hair, very 70s, um, but was led by an ex-Marine named James Edward Baker, who is known as Father Yod. <laughs> and... They all had young, long-haired, gorgeous, glowing women in his following. I was going to say, they all look really beautiful. They're all traditionally. Exactly. Conventionally yeah, beautiful. beautiful. Uh, they had a, a restaurant called The Source Family on Sunset Boulevard. Oh, what if for it was a long good. time. Let's look at the Yelp. And Yod kind of became this 1960s California messiah with his white Rolls Royce. Uh, he was the leader of a psychedelic rock Christian band, or not rock Christian band, but like a rock yeah. spiritual band. And they had a house called the Mother House in Los Feliz, was, which was a mansion built by the Chandlers. Oh. And then they later moved to Nichols Canyon in the Hollywood Hills to the father house and 140 people lived in the three bedroom father house oh. and they would do daily meditation, yoga, okay, all that stuff. He was a guru with multiple wives. Eventually they moved to Hawaii. I mean, look, okay. A commune in the, in what we're living in now makes kind of a lot of sense. Let's live on a farm together in our communities. <laughs> Let's kick it old yeah. school and like have a few families live on a property. Let's wear I That's love the fine. idea of a commune. That's fine. I feel like it's always because like one man yeah. goes a little haywire yeah. and gets a little too big for his britches yeah. and everybody suffers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I think that's probably why they were so popular in the like 60s and yeah. 70s because communal living sounded really good communal when living, we we're yeah. dealing with like Richard Nixon and I've been yeah. cursing so much this episode. It's okay. There's a lot of toad sounds <laughs> coming Nixon out. Richard Nixon and like Vietnam and all that stuff. Yeah. So like people are like, how do we take care of each other? Yeah. Except it never ended Yeah, for the most part well. Commun- commun- communal living doesn't automatically equal a cult. No. It does not. It does not. It's not for everyone, but it you know, not necessarily. A bad there might thing. be some communes out there. Yeah, who that knows? are nice. Who knows? Could be the commune of we worship this black goat. <laughs> okay, I'm down for that. If you had a cult, as long as there's self agency, Caitlin. If you had a cult, what would it be like? If you had to start one, 
It would probably be lots of families. Mm. Like more like a commune style cult. Like commune style like cult. And what it would be, would be a lot of like parents helping each other. Mm. But okay, even, even when I'm saying that, I get like this uncomfortable feeling because I was listening to the like ch- podcast about children of God who call themselves yeah. the family. Yeah. And like it was families yeah. and they would like separate the kids from the adults and separate the adults from each other and make them find new par- partners yeah. so that you were constantly made to feel alone. Yeah. Because if you get too close to your your nuclear family, then you realize you're strong enough to leave. Yeah. Oh my God. Scary. A lot of celebrities were the Joaquin it's Phoenix scary. and their family was yes. in Children of God. Okay. And like. I forgot who else. But Like River Phoenix was really yeah. damaged yeah. by that experience. Yeah. Who knows what that part played in. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, River Phoenix. Rest in peace, River what Phoenix. Beautiful human. Mm-hmm. Um, what would uh, my cult be? What would your cult be? Be something silly like, like our guru is an animal. <laughs> like we talk to this toad and he's just like. Cult of the and toad. And we take really good, we take really good care of the toad and like yeah. we pet it, we feed it. And that's the cult. You're just like, we have, we have a communal that. pet that we worship. Yeah. <laughs> like Rose, like the cult of Rosemary. Yeah. Like, the cult of Rosemary. And then you just like, you like, just like wear toad stuff and you like, you can rip it. You croak. Rip it. Rip it. Rip it. You just have your own croak and it's weird and it's unharmful. I it's play just, this, it's I not harmful. It's just weird. On weird. my Switch called Cult of the Lamb. It could be and a cult, video little, game cult. It's a little fluffy lamb who's like the leader of the yes, cult. And like, like he spends all of his time going through the dark woods, finding resources so that he can like keep his cult members like fed and happy yeah. and housed and clean. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's really fun. You just raise toads, I guess. And then yeah, it's more of an organization, I guess. But the restrictions are you have to feed the toad at a certain time and you have to show it love at a certain time. It's not very scary. You know what I didn't know was a cult that I just learned? Because I've driven by this place Lush. a bajillion times, LOL. I can talk more about that, but <laughs> workplaces can be called The Self-Realization Fellowship. What's that? They have a place on Sunset right by Children's Hospital and Kaiser Uh and the big big blue building. Oh. But they were there first. Oh. And apparently they started in the 20s. Whoa. And the Self-Realization Fellowship still owns some of the most beautiful land in Los Angeles, including a shrine in the Pacific Palisades overlooking the ocean. Dang. And a hotel in Mount Washington. What? And apparently Elvis Presley used to hang out there sometimes. All right. Looks like they got a little overshadowed, but they're they literally quite literally. Oh my god! Um, Um, So yeah, those are just some of the cults, Uh, and of course, Children of God was a cult that was here, but is not. I don't think it's as present here. But I didn't realize it started in Huntington Beach in '66. Oh, Children of God started in Huntington Beach in '66. Anything can be a cult, really. Anything can be a cult. It reminds me of. we talked about in another episode. I forgot. It's something that was culty, but wasn't quite a cult, but, but I lost be. it. My could brain is, this whole time, this side of my head has been really kind of like hurdy and, and we got weird. a cleansy after this. Yeah, yeah. I'm real sweaty and I need, I need some food. Yeah. 
Let's go eat some lunch. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. I don't think I can take questions right now. No, no questions. Question. No, no questions, questions please. please. No questions. This is LA. No questions. No questions. No questions. Contact my publicist. You can DM us. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, thank you for listening to Third Eye Bind. Be sure to leave us a message on the Third Eye Line. 1-800-THIRD EYE LINE. Jesus will save you. Send in your tithings. Send in your tithings. You can Venmo us at Third Eye. Don't do that because I don't, have, we one don't actually up, have one But we should have a tip jar. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. You can follow the podcast at Third Eye Bind Pod on Instagram. There, submit your questions via the Third Eye line by sending us a voice message or text DM. The show is available wherever you listen to podcasts and for you to watch on YouTube. Get early access to episodes and even monthly one-on-one sessions with us by joining our Patreon. Find us at patreon.com slash Third Eye Bind. Third Eye Bind is produced and edited by Mike Realm. Hosted by Caitlin Grania and Laura Wong. Music by Mike Realm. Set design by Laura Wong. You can find Laura on Instagram at Lady Moon Co. And you can find Caitlin at caitlin.grania. <laughs>